0: What is up wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 418 of the SmackDown Moments Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down some of the current events, gossip, rumors, news, scuttlebutt, and all the other kinds of stuff that we want to break down that happened in the past few days over the course of professional wrestling from the WWE spectrum, the AEW spectrum, whatever we want to talk about. It's a, it's a madhouse in here. It's hot tags. We can get heated about anything. And I'm I'm pretty heated today. <laughs> Who am I? I'm Tony Mango. Who's joining me, you know, him by now, Robert valise. I'm also pretty fucking heated, Tony. Yeah. It's hot. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> let's, let's, let's just jump right into it.
0: And another thing. goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> We invite you to get heated as well in the comment section below. Obviously, if you are listening to us on the audio only platforms like uh, Google Play or Google Podcasts, which apparently some of them don't necessarily show up. It's mark moment. So that's another thing. They show up on Mango Tree. Huh. Okay. Well, I looked on uh, Smart Moment the other day. I couldn't find it on, I think it was Google Play. It wouldn't show up, but I have a direct link for it on Anchor. So it it is there. I also realized that my iHeartRadio feed is like months behind and they haven't updated that. Uh, TuneIn doesn't have me listed. Podbean is uh, not on like the, the right schedule that's behind. So here's the thing. If you want to check out the audio-only platforms and stuff, if you're listening to iTunes, you're probably good. Stitcher, you're probably good. Spotify, you're probably good. Anchor, you're good. It seems like Google Podcasts, you're good. Who knows about Google Play? And then there's a thousand other things that are out there. I wouldn't necessarily trust any of the other ones. I would say go to those ones. But more importantly, I would say hop on over to YouTube because YouTube is the central hub for that. And that's not only because... That's where I kind of cater towards it, but it's also because you can interact a little bit more. Those are the places where you can actually leave comments, and I want you to leave your comments and, you know, keep the discussion going and tell us your thoughts and, you know, all that other kind of stuff. So hop on over to YouTube, subscribe if you haven't done that already, because that actually helps out quite a bit, as does liking the video, and if you have that little subscription, you've got the little bell icon ring that bell and you will get notified of when new videos get posted so that's always a good thing too and it helps the seo and everything that goes along with that but yeah more engagement the better love you guys
1: well what it all boils down to is people don't want to do their jobs here's the thing (laughs) well you did say here's the thing that's why i said
0: So we will talk some other plugs a little bit later on, but yeah, we invite you to get hot and heated and whatever in the comments section below. Cause I got some stuff I want to rant about. I got some stuff that I'm going to say positive, some stuff that's negatives, you know, it's uh, it's all over the place here. Um, but let's go back to the oldest story at this point. The fiend has his custom championship. Now well, on uh Friday night Smackdown, they had announced that there was going to be a new face to the firefly Funhouse. That's my first question to you. Who is that new face? They changed Daniel Bryan. You're going to see he's got a new face. And specifically didn't show a new face of Daniel Bryan, right?
1: But I thought the new face was the face on the belt. Until right before he attacks Bryan, he says, I did promise you a new face. Yeah, so that- Do you think Bryan is
0: shaved? Or do you think Bryan has the haircut? Or do you think both? I'm hoping that they show him with like blotches. Like he's just ripped out of his hair. And then he shaves it. Instead of just going right to him having it be shaved. Have you ever seen Brian totally clean and
1: like no stubble even and a shaved head? Yeah. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. Now, if he has the beard too, that's going to be another thing because. The shaved head and the beard and all he's just gonna look like eric rowan but <laughs> i don't know what they really think about that i'm curious where they go i i don't like the idea that they're just kind of going uh eh, just do that again for tlc and stuff but we'll see but he did i introduce... think um
1: oh what's his face miz is totally in that match it's it should a three, be right? a triple threat
0: if they don't do a triple threat it's gonna be weird
1: is it odd to you that they seem to have definitely wanted to do miz and fiend and they just didn't?
0: Well, they can get away with this if they have, because they haven't announced anything for SmackDown yet for this week. So we're kind of jumping ahead of the game with this. But hey, speculation's part of the game, too. If they want to do a triple threat, which I think is the smart idea, they should have The Miz do something with Bray Wyatt this week and not have Daniel Bryan on the show and have him be like, who knows what happened to him after last week? Oh my God, like, did he get kidnapped? Did he, whatever? And then have some kind of a thing where it's like, I don't know if you want to do something where he's like, you been brainwashed and he's a part of that whole thing. Or if you just want to go with what I would do, which is just the three of them against each other. There is no brainwashing thing, whatever. Then have Daniel Bryan make his return and it's like, it's been settled. It's all three of them in a ladder match because it's not a TLC match because they're the same fucking thing. <laughs> we start getting in that time of the year where I can bitch complain about that. Knowing WWE, they'll probably have everybody attack each other with fucking chairs, and then it'll be like, chairs match for the, you know, that'll be McIntyre and Orton. Why, uh, well, hold on, why can't we play around with this? Why can't it be
1: a Firefly Funhouse free-for-all where it's a TLC match, but everything's like Mr. Rogers style. Almost like we we'll but with, you know,
0: standard-sized objects. I'd have more fun with that. I'd be cool with it. They won't do it, Kay. but you know. Or, like, he needs his own cage. It's like a Jamboree. It's one of those fucking Moon Bounce (laughs) things. They call him Drew, and they're like, hey, give us one of your bouncy houses. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll see how they go with that. But they do introduce a custom championship for the Fiend himself. So they do follow through with something we had mentioned before, and I wrote up two or three articles about at this point, about the idea that it doesn't make any sense for the Fiend to have that blue championship. He should have his own twisted title or whatever. That's cool. Then you get a look at it, and it's the mask. It's so, it's, it's weird, guys. Like, it's. Do you like it? I don't. I like that they did it, but I don't like the I don't like the belt. design, but I like that the fiend has a belt. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going. It's like, but it, I don't want to see this become a thing. Good where... effort, but don't, like they should have done some other things to make it better. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a C kind of thing.
1: I don't want to see this become a thing where everybody gets their own belt. Like that's, that's not appealing to me. You're fighting for the championship. Just go after the title. And
0: I don't think that's going to be the case because I think that it's not going to happen. But like for instance, if The Miz were to win the championship, I don't think that they're going to have like The Miz championship belt. That would be the easiest one to make. It would be. Just flip the WWE logo flip, flip around. Flip the fucking logo. <laughs> but like when Roman Reigns uh, wins the belt, Roman will have the blue one. It won't be like a giant. A dog. R symbol. Yeah. It's the big dog. Because Bray Wyatt's still carrying the blue one too. It's just he's going to have the blue one. The fiend will have the one that's just his face. But if you are a big fan of it, you can go ahead and buy it. For 6000 <laughs> $500. <laughs> Insane. Now, here's the thing.
1: He, I almost did it. Here's the uh, Whatever. Here's the thing. You got this belt. What WWE is doing is they are allowing this artist, Tom Savini, to make belts for fans and be commissioned. They're just giving him a platform to sell the thing. Because these are not replica belts. These are like actual handcrafted fucking belts. i lets let you know that Bray Wyatt must have paid $6,500 for this belt. It's like if Zack Ryder paid for his internet title and then was like, yeah, you can buy it on from Wildcat belts for the same price I did, bitch.
0: Go ahead. And maybe they get some kind of like cut of the whole thing but predominantly the amount of time and effort and material put into that is why it's that much more money but it's still crazy though like and people are buying the fucking thing it's crazy imagine having the money that you can just go i'll spend seven thousand dollars to have bray wyatt's clown mask tony i'm trying to buy suits for wrestlemania
1: I can't even afford that. You want me to pay $7,000 for a fucking
0: fiend to have the fiend face around my waist? I didn't buy something the other day because the two options that I had, one of them was $24 and one of them was $28. And I said, I'll save that for the bucks. Damn it. It's like, I'm sitting there going, oh, the price of a fucking, you know, half of a pizza is something that I'm going like, I don't know, man. That's an extra $4. And I, like, uh, $6,500. Like, oh my god. First off, I don't really like the design to begin with, so to me, if it was $6... What by the way? Like, it's got actual belt loops
1: on it. It says hurt and heal all over the place. And then it's just his face. Now, I want you to imagine that, guys. Imagine if The Undertaker got his own custom belt in... 1996 and it was just his face or even better yet the mask he wore when mabel crushed his face why but what if mabel got a belt (laughs) well funny thing mabel did make himself a belt that king of the ring title mabel had that commissioned because he's fat and he wanted to wear some belt (laughs) there's your
0: mabel discussion for the day but you know what though that king of the ring belt Looks good. Yeah, looks better than this. Like, I'm I'm looking at it again right now just to give myself a little refresher, and I'm like, you know what? That's a solid fucking belt. It's got the, like, the castle look to it. It's got the King of the Ring logo. That's better looking than fucking half the belts we have now. More than half.
1: I'd I'd buy a replica of
0: that. You replace that little WWF and the World Wrestling Federation thing with the, like, WWE logo and keep exactly everything else the same. Well, you replace the little side plates with actual side plates that'd be an amazing fucking belt you don't need like the japanese flag and the american flag and the canadian flag and all that stuff because that doesn't yeah that doesn't make any sense but like man sixty five hundred dollars though like Shawn michaels is my favorite of all time undertaker is my number two You, you give me a custom belt out of them and you say that it's half that money i can't justify spending it i've wanted to get my own custom mark out moment belt for years why haven't you i have no idea what design i would do that's the main thing but i've done my research for it and i've been like okay a couple hundred dollars maybe i would do it if i could figure out a good enough design for it that's a couple hundred dollars at the most if i ever had the money for it i could only justify spending a thousand dollars for a belt because then at that point it's like this is pure extravagance and I can't see a scenario of me going like, okay, I can get this Bray Wyatt custom championship, or I can get 10 solid smart TVs. And they have to be solid. Now, that's the thing. Well, more than that, because that would be $650 per TV. My current TV that I have right now, I paid a little bit less than 300 so, what, 20? 20 of these TVs or one belt with Wyatt's face on it? Not even his face, the clown mask thing. That's just absurd to me. That's so crazy.
1: Yeah, be better, wrestling fans. Don't buy that shit. Buy the
0: Undertaker belt. It's got its own unique design, and it's fucking 700 bucks. Buy that one. And how much is the Hulk Hogan one? That's around like the 700 or something. Yeah, major, right? yeah. The Hulk Hogan,
1: Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels variant... Are just the winged eagle with like custom straps. That Undertaker belt is its own thing.
0: Even still, though, I mean, it's like, yeah, a couple hundred bucks for that if you got it. Like, okay, I see. Yeah, you know, I can understand doing that, but six thousand five hundred dollars, man, it's just like, oh, god, I, I, mean, I it. don't get me wrong, I. Paid stupid amounts of money
1: for wrestling merchandise. Specifically, in recent months, when I find shirts from 1995 that will actually fit me because they're not a 2XL. And you know, I, th- I think sometimes you can justify these things if you're never going to see it again. Don't pay seven thousand dollars, which, by the way, if we're going to really pull the curtain back here. Is a half a year's worth of my rent of my, my my rent my mortgage. It's half a year of my mortgage. You're gonna pay it for Bray Wyatt's face.
0: Yeah, Stop it! Like I told you before, we got uh, recording. My my oven is going, and he to buy a new oven and hood. So I, the grand total of that was nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars, I think. So I could buy. You could buy one sixth of this championship. One sixth of the championship, <laughs> or I can buy six ovens and hoods. <laughs> That's just six for six houses. That's a. That's, oh my god, that is a fucking big expense for six households, and it's, (laughs) it's oh my god, (laughs) you can tell it's one of those days, one of those weeks, one of those months, one of those years, whatever. For anybody who Wild doesn't like these podcasts, for, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't like the podcast where I'm clearly just like Frank Grimes and I'm just like, ah, then I apologize, but it's it's happening. And if you give me the wires, I'll grab them and shock myself <laughs> immediately. Um, but but then, if you want to avoid that. <laughs> if, let's put it this way. If you've got $6,500 to waste on Bray Wyatt Belt, donate a little bit to the Patreon. <laughs> donate for my sanity i still haven't found that pulse on my uh my wrist <laughs> that's not a good thing uh why does why is that a thing i don't know i haven't been to a doctor in 11 years so <laughs> more than 11 years i think i don't know i lost track of that how fuck old am i <laughs> so yeah patreon if you do got the money if you don't want to spend it towards stuff if you do want to keep me sane if you don't want to help out, and if you do want to have special things happen on the podcast and stuff, the Patreon is there. I've mentioned this many, many times before. If every person that subscribed to just the Smart Moment YouTube channel donated a buck, I would actually quit some of my other jobs and pump out tons and tons of content on Smart Moment and Fanboys Anonymous. So, just a dollar a month. Imagine that. If everybody did that. But there's plenty of other things going on. There's the $5 $5 ad block forgiveness tier which is basically just you know hey you got 5 bucks send it my way it's okay if you don't have the ads on I'm, I'm okay with that there's the $10 a month mailbag priority if you donate to that then all your questions within reason not like what's your password and you know that's not going to get answered but anything within quest uh, within reason all those questions will be answered there's the $20 tier which is going to be the dark cast i'm not going to call it dark match anymore i'm going to call it dark cast cuz think that that's a little better it's marks in the dark <laughs> dark out moment maybe i'll go with that uh actually i kind of like that <laughs> so that's a tier uh if we get a couple people that donate towards that then i'll do dark cast things every once in a while maybe two of them a month or something like that and there's actually a 25 five dollar tier where you'll be able to actually help pick what that content is so it's kind of a mini version of the Pick Your Poison tier. The Pick Your Poison tier, if you don't know what that is, is where you can actually specifically pick some kind of a gimmick or a special feature if you're doing it on the Fanboys Anonymous side of things. So you could do something like, hey, check out this movie, do a movie review for Fanboys. Or, hey, you guys haven't done, like, a fan tracks in a while. Or, for smart smart moment a fan ounce table. So, hey, can you do, like, the Money in the Bank from 2011? Or something, you know, whatever. Yeah, okay, well, we'll do that if you donate to that tier. Or, you know, I know a lot of people have been requesting, for instance, that we do the AEW version of the end-of-the-year awards. Right now, nothing in the schedule for it. Just the mark moment end-of-the-year awards that's WWE and only WWE. But, pick a poison tier. We'll try to figure out a, a way to do the AEW version of that. You know, something to keep in mind. And of course, fanboysanonymous.com is my site for the geek culture stuff, so if you want to check out movie reviews and different things like that, that's where you find it there. So the same things apply. If you want me to do stuff more on Fanboys, head up to Patreon for that. More plugs coming later on, but yeah. $6,500 for the Fiends title.
1: Yeah, don't don't spend that money.
0: At least they're doing the title, though. That's cool. So, let's move on to some of the shows that we need to review. Um, WWE, The Day of, Crown Jewel 2019. Funny enough, nothing on here about the Saudi Arabia travel situation. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> a hell of a special. Yeah, you
1: don't say.
0: What did they yeah. focus on? Was, was it the, the
1: actually mega positive, historic, first ever women's
0: match from Saudi Arabia? Very disappointed, but yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, It's all about the Lacey Evans and Natalia thing. And I, I liked it. You know, it was. I liked bad. it a lot actually. I,
1: I didn't know that she wore Becky Lynch's boots.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't catch that when it happened. As I thought that was like really nice. Like,
1: oh yeah, Becky did. to be out there with us.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Like that warmed me up to Lacey a little bit more too, and and Natalia, of course, uh, talked a lot about the whole idea of like that this means so much to her, and Lacey did the same thing and. A lot of people saying that they're proud, and, you know, it's just, it's kind of the same sort of stuff that we've come across, but I thought it was okay. It was better than um, some of the other day offs that we've gotten. Yeah. For that matter, I I liked the uh, 24 special for Trish.
1: I learned some stuff.
0: Yeah. I liked that quite a bit, actually.
1: Like, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what actually got her into wrestling, let alone the fact that she was trained to wrestle i figured that was a wwe pet project
0: and that she kind of got into it through just being a fan for all those years and all that because i wasn't watching you know for a bulk of the time that she was there so to me not knowing that she was on like off the record i think was the name of it or something like i didn't even know that show existed and that was kind of neat to get a little bit of backstory about some of that stuff and you know, I still just, I hate the name 24. I still just don't get it. I don't yeah, know think anybody's ever explained brass. it to me. The only explanation I've ever heard is it's just a name, which to me, that's not an explanation. That's like saying, you know, you hire somebody to paint your house and they paint it 16 different colors. And they're like, ah, it's still paint. You know, yeah, it is a name. But I mean, at that rationality, why don't we just call it? Uh, WWE, go fuck yourself, and you know that's a name. You know what happened is the the day of specials
1: are like mini docs, and three sixty five are actually a year long thing.
0: Well, twenty four so, started it all, and if I well, remember correctly, twenty four the first one of them was with actually 24 hours in yeah Silicon Valley. So. That's like, okay, well, why not just have that be whenever you do it based off of a 24 hour period? Now, I get that, like, maybe they were trying to say that this is the 24 hour period of her doing the whole SummerSlam thing, but it doesn't work that way when you go back in time for decades, you know? Right. Or that you focus on the day beforehand and the day after and, you know, everything that goes along with that. So it really should just be WWE Chronicle or WWE Insight, something like that, you know? Especially because it's so generic. WWE 24, Trish Stratus. What about her? Why not like WWE Insight, Trish Stratus retires? Okay, then I know what I'm watching. But I like the special.
1: Yeah, I definitely say see it. I like the line about her 2006 retirement match where Vince was like, Hey, I'm cool with you leaving. Can you please stay? And we... Give you a good send off in Toronto. I, I I think that's cool. Shit like that to me is awesome.
0: Yeah, I say check that one out, and I also say check out the new podcast from the New Day. The New Day fuel the power. They had their first episode.
1: This was so good. You can. They're genuinely good people. You get that vibe, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's few people that like. I mean, obviously who knows what people are like behind the scenes from what you don't see and stuff like that. But like, there's certain people that I'm sure I wouldn't get along with in WWE. And there's certain people that I wouldn't have any kind of an issue whatsoever. They would just kind of be one of my go-to things is always calling people background furniture because it's just like, yeah, you're just scenery, you know, like you're not, not good, not bad, not whatever. You're just sort of there. And then there's certain people that I'm like, you know what, even if we wouldn't be like best buds, I'm sure we would be really cool with the, these certain people. Like, I get the feeling that I would be pretty decent friends with the Miz and everybody freaking hates him. I'm like, you know what? He's an asshole. I get along with assholes. <laughs> I'm a jerk too, so you know. And with the new day it's like I could I could hang out with them and probably never be like, My God, you're fucking annoying me,
1: you know? They're so funny
0: and they're very raw
1: too. Like they don't hold anything back.
0: I liked the insights on some of the parts of their careers that we hadn't really quite heard yet. Like I liked, (laughs) I liked Biggie saying that, you know, they tell the story all the time that Xavier Woods and Kofi are fighting against the odds against being these small guys. And then Biggie comes along and he's like, I got that job. Like, you you got that job for me? I'm here with my pecs and, you know, but the idea that like one day they just said, Hey, you're not Langston anymore. It's just like, Okay.
1: And, yeah, I was like, we need to form a coalition with people who lost their last names.
0: Yeah. And that they um, were originally going to call themselves The Plan, the People's Liberation of American Nationalists. And that was originally supposed to like include Saxton? Saxton and um, who was the other one? There was another one that they said. Was it Abraham Washington, I think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that would have been a completely different stable because that's before Kofi. So... Imagine Biggie, Xavier Woods, Byron Saxton, and Abraham Washington as that the works. people's liberation of American nationalists. That works perfectly to me. Biggie is the muscle.
1: Um, Washington and the Saxton are the tag team. And Woods is the
0: mouthpiece and the leader. Well, I would assume that Washington would have been the mouthpiece. I would assume he's a tag with Saxton because for Cause some he reason did Russell, that's did he? The-
1: He did at some point,
0: right? I don't think that he did. I think he only did the Abraham Washington show. And uh, primetime players. Manager.
1: So maybe not. And then you got that thing where. Brodus is trying to say, give him the Funkasaurus, please. Because he's better at this than I am. And then they give it to him after it's like already dead.
0: Yeah, they wait until it's played out. And then they give it to him. I I like the honesty that he said. Well, people were telling him we already have a Kofi because it's like that
1: is outrageous.
0: That's something that you know had to have gone on, and the fact that he called attention to it—good. You should call attention. And I'm gonna credit WWE for not like editing that out and stuff. For not editing
1: that out, Wood says the words. They told me we already have a high energy black guy. You need to be something else. Now, of course, we Um, know who they is. It doesn't matter the fact but, that somebody yeah. within the company said, Well, you can't be a positive, high energy black guy, that's what Kofi's for.
0: And it's like, <laughs> Okay, well, how many of the other types of characters are just the same when it comes to the white people on there, you know? Yeah, like, like that's horrible. So I'm glad like that imagine they if, attention if they
1: said, No, Adam Cole, we're not going to hire you because we have. A fast-paced white guy that does super kicks. It's Johnny Gargano.
0: Yeah, we've got an indie white guy who's on the shorter side compared to a guy like a Drew McIntyre. Okay, so there goes what thirty-four people. <laughs> you know, like
1: it's wild to me.
0: Calisto, uh, then... we already have a masked guy, so we don't need you. <laughs> yeah, or... we
1: got we got Lindsay Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't need Lindsay. We don't need Garant Metalik, We don't need uh Cara. We don't need Rey Mysterio. We got Calisto. That's it. Like, you know. And Kofi
1: mentioning, I was in danger of becoming King of the Ring.
0: And yeah, I the idea that Kofi Kofi it would have been KKK. And Edmund
1: goes, Well, why is that bad? And he goes, Well, look at the acronym. Yeah. That's wild to me that they were like, Well, let's just make him King Kofi Kingston. Guys, no. Yeah, see, it wouldn't work out that way like i i genuinely thought this was great and i I like the fact that kofi was honest he's like listen i was at a point where you knew what my matches were you didn't know the opponent but you knew exactly what it was i put up a fight and then i lose
0: yeah and that's like you know what how many times especially like on this podcast on the Corey graves one on something to wrestle with it's like so people understand exactly what people are complaining about online. Why don't you fucking do something about it? <laughs> you know, like, my and God, that the the drives me crazy.
1: The new day got to do something about it. And now they're thankfully. the most genuine act or one of the most genuine acts on WWE television.
0: One of the biggest successes that WWE has had in the past decade.
1: And that was the, probably the only success in the post
0: network era
1: of just throwing shit at the wall.
0: So crazy. So I I loved it. Great first start. Obviously, that's going to be in my rotation of listening to that every single week. Yep. Which now at this point, I am up to God knows how many hours of content that I have to digest for pro wrestling. Let's do another recap real quick, because just for the sake of it. So there's three hours of Raw. Technically, an hour of main event, but literally nobody in the entire freaking world watches it. So it's just a matter of. Checking for a couple minutes for uh, the spoilers. but I for let's one just, love main event. Let's just say uh, you watch an hour of main event. Then you got whatever the special is on the network. It's between half an hour to an hour every single week. Sometimes it's weeks where it's like, hey, here's day of and here's 24 and here's this and here's that. And here's that. Here's untold and here's this. So Let's just tack an hour on for just say one hour a week for a WWE Network special. Then you've got the uh, on Tuesday, the AEW Dark. If you want to watch N- NWA Power, then that's another hour. An hour of power, then you got uh, NXT for two hours, AEW Dynamite for two hours, so you're already at 11, and then an hour for NXT UK, so 12, uh, two hours of SmackDown. An hour of 205 Live. That's what, 15? And then you're calculating on top of that all the YouTube Fallout stuff technically you're supposed to do. The bump. The bump, yeah. Backstage. So it's another two more hours. That's 17 without a pay-per-view. 17 without a pay-per-view. Plus any YouTube stuff, any Twitter stuff. You know, miscellaneous crap like that. After the bell... And that's only if you're watching WWE and and, and AEW. Like you're not counting in.
1: Ring oh, hey! Impact. I get an hour of Ring of Honor. I get two hours of Impact. I MLW. have
0: an hour of MLW. It's wild. It's an, an over an entire day's worth of material just to watch this stuff. It's so crazy. And but that those... being said, this is a
1: good hour. I think.
0: Yeah, I I feel the power of that hour. And I like it quite I, I, I don't
1: dare be sour.
0: <laughs> but if we're talking about the idea of extra stuff to watch, Starcade happened. Uh this before we sour. before we review Starcade, let me throw another plug out there. Merchandise Shop. Just because. Uh I'll be I'll be salty enough that I won't sound positive when we get to the merchandise shop. So the positivity of this, there's T Public, there's Redbubble. They don't take down all of my copyright uh, claims and all that stuff constantly, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they even make designs for me, and then they take them down immediately the day afterward because it's uh, it's an issue. It happens. It's it's you know stupid, but I put up designs here and there on TeePublic and Redbubble for Smarkout Moment, for Fanboys Anonymous, and for A Mango Tees. And if you want to check it out and you want to pick up anything like that, there's a wide variety of different things you can slap those merchandise designs on top of. Some of them are t-shirts. I got some people that buy stickers all the time. For some reason, the biggest seller out of everything that I have is stickers of just one is less than fourteen million six hundred and five from Avengers. That is the biggest seller out of everything that I have every day. I'll get like, I'll sell a, a two stickers or something for like eight cents a piece. And it's just constantly like somebody buying that once a day, twice a day. So I'm making, like, I think that's great a quarter a day off of this thing for the past year, which I'm like, Hey, cool. Any little bit helps. Hey, look at me. I'm spending, you know, $4 less on each particular thing. But you know, if you're the type that you're like, ah, I want some stickers and some stuff. Maybe you want to, you're a big fan of Seinfeld. I put up a design recently. One of them got taken down, of course, of the Seinfeld logo. And instead of saying Seinfeld, it just says nothing because (laughs) it's a show about nothing. I thought that that was kind of funny. Redbubble didn't think that it was all that funny. T Public thinks it's okay for now and if you want to pick it up go ahead and buy that you know get a little sticker for your phone or phone case or something like that I don't know water bottle whatever it is but
1: But, Tony do you have a shirt a Bob Ross painting (laughs) stick figure Bob
0: Ross lifting weights that might have been the best part of Star King (laughs) Because here's what Starcade was, and I know that somebody left a comment somewhere. I can't remember where it was. I think it was Megamaniacs. Of well, it's a glorified house show. What did you expect? I didn't expect much, and they still didn't do that. Yeah, I'll spoil something for the end of the year awards. It's almost impossible to say that there's been a worse WWE special event this year than the three house show specials, because as bad as some pay per views have been, and some of them have been shit. The S.H.I.E.L.D.'s final chapter, Smackville and Starcade are beyond shit. They are quite literally, if a glorified house show is the term that we tend to use for a lot of things, a lot of episodes of Raw or something, it's like, and we'll talk about that too, about like, oh, it's a glorified house show, that kind of thing. Theoretically, tell me if you agree or disagree with me on this. Theoretically, a house show should be good. Right, yeah. Because everything that you provide for any kind of product, for anything, for any corporation, for any industry, literally twenty four seven should be good. Yes, you don't ever go to like Domino's. You don't
1: go to you don't go to McDonald's and be like, "Well, that burger was okay," and I feel like I got my money's worth. No, you want the food to be good. You want your Domino's to be good. You don't go to Papa John's because you want it to be good.
0: Yeah, so you just don't go to Papa John's at all. Because Papa John's is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the worst. A random side note, that's the worst. Just don't, you know. The, don't the go sauce there. Is, The sauce is awful. But, yeah, if you go to McDonald's, you aren't expecting it to be the best burger you've ever had in your life. Unless you really like McDonald's hamburgers. But I've had steak that has been you know, at at weddings where you're basically like you're paying like a hundred dollars a plate and it's like, you know, hey, that steak's really fucking good. It was like a hundred dollar steak essentially. And I've had there's a uh Atlantic City, the Borgata buffet. I went there on New Year's Eve one year. Best steak I've ever had in my entire life. And it's it's a buffet, so it's all you can eat. I ate like four filet mignons on top of my lobster and all Ugh. this kind of stuff. It was fifty Shit. bucks I'm hungry now. Yeah. It was (laughs) 50 bucks for the buffet. And I'm like, you know what? That steak was good enough that if you would have told me that the steak was 50 bucks, just that alone, I would have been like, okay, you're, you're, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm not expecting McDonald's to have the same type of quality beef, but that doesn't mean that they can stomp on it with their foot (laughs) and hand it to me. Yeah. Then I'm going to go, hey, come on, this, this, this isn't even McDonald's, you know? So no, I don't expect WWE to put on amazing shows 24 hours a day. But if I would have paid my money to go to the Starcade event and this is what you would have shown me, I would have been like this is crap. Why would I spend 30 bucks on a ticket or 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever on a ticket? Why would I ever want to do that again? Now and the I think
1: when you factor in all the outside results that we didn't see, I think it was an okay show.
0: Probably. But, but by that rationality, if they're trying to say that this portion is what we're going to show, then they think that that's good enough for the people that are watching it at home. And we've been hearing for a good while now that they want to introduce these extra tiers to the network. So if I remember correctly, it would be like something like $5 a month where you wouldn't get the pay-per-views. You would get the access to the other content. And it would take like a month or so for you to get access to the older pay-per-views, like the newer ones, I mean. I don't remember 100% if that's exactly what it is, but I think it's like $5 a month. Then there would be the $9.99 that we currently have now, which would basically be exactly the same as what it is. And then there would be a $14.99 where you would get access to these house show things and potentially some other stuff like some other tape libraries like evolve maybe or something. So this is at least supposed to be three times of trying this out now to convince you that man if we get these tiers up remember you can watch these things cuz they're not going to always be available for the 999 but if you pay 15 bucks an extra 5 bucks a month you'll get a show like this. Why the fuck would you buy that? I, I feel like if you're bored at home,
1: and you have access to it, it's fine. I wasn't offended by much except for the Ric Flair segment.
0: I thought that, well, here's the breakdown of what happened for everybody who didn't watch it, which I'm sure is most people. Starcade starts off, and it's got the Kevin Owens show with Ric Flair. And to be perfectly honest, Uh, it's just Okay, hold hold
1: on, because I just said that it offended me. I maybe misspoke. This wasn't so much offensive as it was. I am now two minutes into a weird network special, and I've never been more sad in my life. Because Ric Flair comes out, and he's rambling about, yeah, 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 and the scripts and the
0: bullet points, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't understand where he was going with that.
1: Because I think there must have been a teleprompter or something. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that right now. I want to talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be the best wrestler in the world. And there's 30 men and women backstage that want to show you that WWE is the best sports entertainment in the world. And who cares if the Patriots are playing tonight? WWE is around and, you know, Star Kid means so much to me, and, you know, Harley Race is no longer with us, and thank you to Harley, and thank you to Dusty. It basically became, I'm lucky to be alive, I miss my friends, I'm old. Yeah, that was really sad. And I was like, I messaged you, I just was like, fuck, what do we do here? Like, I feel, you know, very forlorn inside now, because
0: you can tell he means what he's saying and you know it's true to an extent. And of course they started off too with like the microphone wasn't working right, (laughs) which is like that's another great way to start with the fans chanting, we can't hear you. (laughs) But that's like the Kevin Owens show with Ric Flair and it to use my phrase boils down to Ric Flair just kind of being like "The Starcade's a thing. Remember how Starcade's a thing? My like my friends aren't here anymore and all that and that's sad and it's just like well shit everything's sad about this now because they started it with uh it was tom phillips and byron i think that was
1: the sad that was another sad
0: part because you're like damn guys this is so, what you got now you got Starkade? and they're like you know hey starcade like this is a you know great things from over the years and all that and actually for the first time in 2 years it's going to be or the first time in 3 years it's going to be live because we didn't even care enough to make it live or whatever and we're going to give you we're going to give you a promo in two matches essentially that's what we're going to do today and it's just like god this is oh, sorry to, it's so sad it's like just before they even got to the Ric Flair thing it's very much like just depressing then they do the Flair thing and i wasn't expecting anything i wasn't expecting something great i knew ahead of time that it was going to be Kevin Owens talks to Ric Flair. Ric Flair talks about the good old days. Somebody comes out and we set up a match. It's the same shit every single time. But we're in an era where like they don't even try to do stuff with like the sets for those, you know, like it used to be like the cabana set or it was like the king's court had something going on here or the highlight reel had the Geratron and like my
1: favorite the heartbreak hotel.
0: Yeah, the Heartbreak Hotel, the barbershop. Like, you had stuff where at least it looked like they were putting in a little bit of effort. And then they just go and like, fuck it, we don't care. We The segments don't matter. We don't care about it. Let's not even bother with the sets and stuff. So it's like, well, then, at that point, once you start whittling away, why do I care to even watch it to begin with? Because we don't care enough to do this. We don't care enough to do that. We don't care enough to do that. We don't care enough to do that. Uh, I don't care at all, then. So, if you skip that, you didn't miss anything. The OC comes out, but it's only Anderson and Gallows. And then the Street Profits come out. And like, they're the main thing that's like really kind of like to them stand out is promo stuff. And instead, mm. they're just like, hey, we're here. We're doing a match. OK, so now, kid, we have this, baby, woo! now we have the Street Profits against the OC. It's a standard match. That's just there's nothing to it. And then it ends. It's a Street Profits win by pinfall. Okay. So there it goes, 15 minutes. I remember, $5 more a month, you get more of this. Okay. Thankfully, we had the Women's Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Kabuki Warriors retained the titles over Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, Bayley and Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. That was a pretty good match. I liked it. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about that other than the fact that somebody clearly got the memo of do lots of taunts because most of the match had like some kind of taunt here and there more than normal. Like, you know, I'm going to smack my ass and then, well, I'm going to smack my ass and then I'm going to smack your ass and then I'm going to flip you the bird and then I'm going to say, you know, come in the ring and, you know, get some of this and like lots of taunts during this match. But it was fun to see, like, the action actually be good. And I thought for a split second, with the way that Becky had tagged in Alexa and Alexa tagged in Becky, I'm like, "You two are being like good partners here. <laughs> you have other partners with you." It almost seemed more like an eight woman tag than a fatal four way. But the match itself was fine. Yeah.
1: Let me get the blown. let me get the Should've last man standing
0: match. Yeah. The last man standing match was supposed to be Rusev against Bobby Lashley. And instead, it has Lashley and Lana come out to say, Rusev's not there. You're not getting the match. Lashley wins by forfeit. Kevin Owens comes out, says, I don't know. That's not how it's going to end. We're going to have a match. And it's like, oh, we got a referee. The following match is for one fall. Really? It's not even a last man standing. No, 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 no.
1: Greg Hamilton said,
0: ladies and gentlemen, I've
1: just been informed that this match is happening and it's scheduled for one fall. Just to
0: clarify that, nope, you're not getting the last man standing match pitch. Which is like, wasn't the rule of thumb that Bruce Pritchard has said, if you're gonna replace something, replace it with something better.
1: Now, granted, I think Kevin Owens is better than Rusev, but I'll I don't give you think that. last man standing is better than a standard singles match.
0: Very much so. That's the difference. If you tell me Rusev versus Lashley or Owens versus Lashley in a standard one on one match, yeah, I like Kevin Owens better than I like Rusev. But if you tell me a last man standing match versus a regular match, well, shit, you've got a cage hanging up. I know they're going to do that for the main event. They're going to do that with Wyatt and Strowman, which is not on the broadcast, which you would think Should've they been. would want to do. They just go, ah, the regular match. But hey, we, we got Kevin Owens out there. That makes it up for it. And we had Rustav come out, and he he does the same thing that he did the last time. No, Isn't no. that interesting?
1: but he wore a Bob Ross shirt, a Bob Ross painting stick figure, Bob Ross lifting weights.
0: Why? I will, I will give credit for one element of this that I thought was funny. And it wasn't really something that like, obviously that they wrote or something, but he, he has a chair and he throws it to Lashley and he goes, Hey Bob, catch this. Yeah. And then he kicks him.
1: I think he even screams out, like, I'm beating up Bob <laughs> Like, it's just... It's so... It's so... Full of itself at this point. It, it's amazing. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's... So bad, it's good. I don't think so. <laughs> it's, and you you got Lana fucking... You broke the law! It's just like, what, what what's happening here? And then she... You know it's a fucking rib that she's just like, and, and Rusev, and Rusev, without fail, without fail, she never goes, eh, Rusev, just eh, Rusev, it's always that. Like you gotta roll the r, you gotta throw the accent on for five seconds because you're I saying that
0: me. The that Owens called her out on it, like yeah. that was funny. That he was like, you know, nobody gives a shit or whatever, and. uh you know, your accent that you dropped from five years ago or something. But it's just not like at the end of the day, this Starcade thing was awful. There's yes. nothing that if I were to be watching this and say to myself, I can't wait for them to do more, or I didn't get enough of this, or this went somewhere, or I feel like this was better than anything out in the week, or Man, I can't wait to see what happens next. Or anything that like positive that you can take out of this. I took out of it an hour and 15 minutes or so if my time was wasted. Yep. And I'm like, shit, I could have, I don't know, cleaned my fucking house. Or, you know, uh, taken a peaceful shit. Or slept. Or found that pulse. Hold on.
1: Now, you know the, the latter two things are not happening. You're not sleeping and you're probably not finding your outposts.
0: <laughs> probably not. But I would probably be able to if I had another hour. I don't know. So it's just like that stuff bugs me because it's like, yeah, well, what were you expecting? I wasn't expecting it to be good, but it should be because there's no reason for it not to be. Because if WWE has the mentality of, yeah, but we don't have to put any effort into us because it doesn't have to be good because nobody's expecting it to be good. Then why do people watch your shit? Nobody who runs a restaurant. I always use food analogies because it's really good to tell because everybody eats, except for you know. But Calum. like <laughs> that was thing about Calum, but that's true too. Yeah, he eats. He, he eat eats good food. <laughs> everybody ragged on Calum for not liking chocolate. Yeah, uh, but you know, like you're a chef and you run a restaurant. Nobody says ah. This food's not supposed to be good. People will come here and buy my garbage. No, they <laughs> think that they do good stuff. If you watch, um, oh, God, what's that show that? Uh, Gail Gordon husband... Oh, uh, Ted Robert, Ir- Robert, Ir- Robert, Ir- Robert Irvin. Yeah, Robert Irvin, Ir- irvinger or- Irvine? Irvine, Irvine, Yeah, Robert. Ir- Restaurant Impossible. That's the name of it. There you go. Uh, I've seen plenty of those episodes. Like that's a fun show, and. I know that some of that's obviously like hyper realized and maybe they'll like, you know, mess around with some things and stuff like that. But it's like, generally speaking, somebody has a restaurant. They're like, I like the food here and I'm not making a whole lot of money. And then it's like, yeah, well, the food here sucks. Oh, okay, well, I'll make the food better. And now people will go there. It's like (laughs) Nobody's like, yeah, but I planned on making shit. How come nobody likes my soup that's made out of, you know, the, the shoelaces that I wanted to throw away? Or like, you know, it's just if WWE knows that this is not supposed to be a good show, why are they doing it? Every podcast that I do for Smack Talk, for Fanboys, anything, I am hoping that it's a good episode that you guys enjoy. There's never an instance where I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be good and I'm going to do it anyway. Just fucking like it. Because especially here's just another rant. I always hate it when people say shut up and enjoy it no matter what it is, whether it's wrestling or anything like as if your, your opinions are really valuable if they're positive, but if they are not, then shut up, you know, cause every positive thing is, Oh, speak up and tell us your favorite thing or whatever. You don't like it. Ah, oh, we'll just shut up and enjoy it. That's ridiculous. Agreed. Like if you don't like an episode of smack talk, I want you to tell me what you don't like about it. So that way, if plenty of other people say the same thing, look what happened with the rest hold. People didn't like the rest hold. Do you see it anymore? No, because people didn't like it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not putting all my effort into it either. And I think that I can do my plugs in other ways and probably make it more efficient whatever. And I'm thinking that pretty much everybody sort of agrees, like, yeah, was a step in the right direction. And the rest of it wasn't really the best thing. And I'm like, you know what? In retrospect, it wasn't. The end. That's why it's not around anymore. I'm not sitting there going, well, I fucking like it. If you don't like it, then you can get out. That whole thing, you know? I like, <laughs> like that
1: you just you threw that in there. Get yeah. out.
0: Which, by the way, this season of South Park, I've not been enjoying the Tegrity ah. stuff. I'm just not into it. But Whatever happened to Tegrity, Tammy? It's gone. Yeah. Introducing the new WWE event, Tegrity.
1: <laughs> See, I think pay-per-view names today are missing like the wrestling feel. Cause you could say Tegrity, but you know, if it's like the nineteen eighties, you go, know, it's the Tegrity Tussle. And that uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss some of those. <laughs> Uh, I, for that matter, speaking of Tussle, Vince McMahon wanted to call WrestleMania Colossal Tussle. You think we'd be talking about Colossal Tussle 36 if they really? had Colossal Tussle? That was Vince McMahon's name. That's awful. Uh, Howard Finkel
0: apparently came up with. Let's just call it WrestleMania. WrestleMania is really just one of those names that it's like, if you take it out of context, it still sounds stupid but God, is it so perfect? Yeah. So shout out to Howard Michael. Yeah. I think awesome. But I do have to rant about another thing. WWE related WWE show related. was this episode of Monday night raw, because here's a, another example ahead of time. There were reports online saying, Oh guys, this is not going to be a good episode. And that they apparently know that it's not going to be a good episode. So what do they do? Clearly didn't fix anything.
1: No, this an awful episode of Raw. I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah, you know I tell you in messages. Hey, tonight will probably suck because it's December. So you know what you're in store for. I won't go on to Fightful right now and go report the, the Monday Night Raw is gonna suck. Because my brain told me that. You know, like, I think some of the stories that people run with are basically just, oh, yeah, by the way, tonight's not going to be an episode that's worth looking at because, you know, it's an off-color comment because it's December. And now it's a report. That aside, tonight did suck. It really did. I sat there and I watched this. In and out because I couldn't sit still for the whole show because nothing was holding my attention. Charlotte had like a fucking
0: twenty-minute handicap match. What is that? Uh, well, like the, here's the rundown of what happened. So it starts off and it's AOP talks to Charlie Caruso and she's like, "Hey, can we get an answer for last week? Because WWE lo- loves to do their whole like, well, we'll talk about this next week. Cliffhangers that'll get them to tune in that kind of thing." And they go, "Hey, you look lovely tonight." OK, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. They it's were not wrong. Dodging it and saying like, we don't need to talk about this right now. OK, they're heels. I'm not hating Raw yet. Seth Rollins goes to do the whole apology thing to Kevin Owens. AOP comes out. Owens credit where it's due goes, Like, well, I'm not falling for this crap. It's going to be a three on one beating. Let's just go ahead and do this right now right now. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know where this is going. This, this isn't a bad episode of Raw. Rollins leaves and AOP leave. And Owens goes, well, I I want some kind of a match. And they go to a commercial break. And I'm like, is that the type of thing that I'm supposed to, if I'm like a casual to me to go, oh, I can't wait to see what's happening next on the show. This wrestling program. In their minds, it is. Because to me, that's not a cliffhanger that makes me want to stay tuned in. It makes me go, I'm watching this thing for 11 minutes, and all they've done so far is one guy apologized, and another one said, let's fight, and then the three other dudes just said, no. What the fuck show am I watching? You know? <laughs> well, like, like do we you talked about it? this.
1: We talked about this where I was telling you before we started recording, Vic Joseph should theoretically be the most important man on the show. He's the narrator now of the longest-running weekly episodic television show. And yet, Vince, Vince, Vic Joseph is as replaceable as your role of Scott Tishy that's about to go bad in the bathroom. And I'm not saying he's a bad commentator, but they don't, emphasize the importance of the commentators. That's why Michael Cole, even though he's been doing the voice and WWE stuff for ten years, he he's gum on the shoe of Jim Ross because Jim Ross was emphasized as an important part of the story. You know, Stone Cold, so that shit's iconic because Jim Ross made it iconic because Jim Ross who was also in the office, understood, hey, it's my job to paint a picture and tell a story. Now, you get everybody there and they're just like, I'm gonna be playing the role of Jim Ross and doing that to the best of my pretend abilities. No. You need to be on point. We need more Vince McMahon's on commentary. And I will fucking say that to anybody no matter what. Because Vincent McMahon painted that picture very well too. You know, we need more Mauro Ronaldos. We need we fucking need more Mauro Ronaldos. Did we talk about that stuff? We,
0: yeah, we talked about the Okay, we did
1: that last it. week. Cool. Um we need more Mauro because he paints a picture. Uh the way Vincent McMahon yells back body drop. That's he, that is what I think of whenever I see back body
0: drop. <laughs> Cuz somebody like a Vic Joseph a Tom Phillips, you know, like like you said, like they're not bad, but their job is to be a human embodiment of the speech function on a computer. If Stevie Wonder decided he wanted to be a WWE fan for whatever
1: reason today, that is the most important person in the room. You need to be able to paint the picture, whether it's one man, two men, or three, or, or woman, that is able to tell a blind person the perfect story of what is happening in between those ropes. You're not doing that when you just have Michael Cole light next to Jerry the King Lawler. God bless Samoa Joe.
0: And you know, like the whole Seinfeld thing when George can't listen to an audio book that has his own voice? Yeah. Well, people have jobs as voiceover artists and audio, uh, audio book, uh, artists and different things like that because they do inflection and they do, you know, inject a little bit of personality into it. Because if everybody just read things out, like, I mean, listen to this podcast. I'm pretty sure that my voice goes up and down and sometimes I'm laughing and sometimes I'm angry and, you know, whatever. Imagine if I was like, Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of Smart Moment Smack Talk. Today we're going to talk about this thing and all that. Isn't it interesting that this happened? Yes, that thing happened, and then this thing happened, and then that thing happened, and then that thing happened, and then that thing happened. And that is our review of the episode, and we will see you next time for more of me reading as if I am brain dead. Like, just... No, I mean... There's no emotion there. There isn't. So... At the beginning of this episode, I'm getting told like, "Oh my God, who, who, what's going to happen with Kevin Owens? This is ridiculous. Oh, we don't know if we're going to have a fight. It seems like it might be Lana and Bobby Lashley. Stay tuned for five minutes from now. And check out your little lungs in a great big world commercial, whatever the fuck you got, and uh, come back and Who knows? Maybe it'll be a rematch from last night. I saw a lot so of keeps articles,
1: uh, keep, uh, keeps ads tonight. Where it's like, hey, I'm going
0: bald. But you can use this. Okay, great. I don't even know if I saw them because I tried not to pay any attention to the commercials. But, like, that in itself, though, their selling point for the first commercial break is who knows if we're going to get a match after this one guy apologized and the other ones left and didn't want to fight, we might get a match between these two, which is a rematch from last night, which sucked. Oh, wow. Great fucking job convincing me that I, I'm in for a riot, you know, that, like, again, a food analogy. You eat some terrible food and somebody goes, I'm going to make you something, you know, you're going to be able to eat something else here. Leftovers. <laughs> it's microwaved. That's not going to sell me on it. So they have their match. It's Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. Before they do that, they have to waste time with Lana, who says again, Rusev isn't going to be here because I got another restraining order. Wait until Rusev comes up, everybody, because I swear he's not coming. And you know he is, but I'm telling you, he's not coming. Which is like, more and more I feel like WWE is reverting instead of progressing. I feel like this is the type of storytelling that they were doing when it was like the Superstars challenge and not the nineties that are later onward because yeah, there were bad stuff during that time frame too. But like, I almost feel like they're trying to appeal to people who are really dumb. Like they need the constant. Remember that this happened an hour ago. Cause you might forget. Cause it's so fucking complicated and everything. And this like setup stuff of being like Lana saying Rusev's not going to be here. He's not going to be here. I know the last two times that I said that he popped up, but this time I mean it. Oh, Rusev comes out. Oh, it's like make it to where I can't guess what's happening. And it's not just because I'm a jaded fan that's been around, you know, long enough that I can pinpoint exactly where they're going. It's like anybody could have pinpointed that, you know? It's, it's the difference between Chekhov's gun and Chekhov's sign that points right at the gun and says this is going to be used later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know about Chekhov's gun, it's a writer's term where essentially the, the point comes around to the idea that if you show something in a movie or a TV show or something like that, you should use it. So if there's a gun just sitting there on a table in a scene, the gun should be picked up and somebody should fire it. And if you go through an entire play and there's been a rifle on the wall the whole entire time and nobody picks up that rifle, why the hell is there a rifle on the wall? So that's what you do with setup for different things. And yeah, you set up the idea that Rusev's not going to be there. But when this is the third time that you've done it in a week, it's not good writing. It's not even writing. It's copying and pasting.
1: And it's being straight up lazy.
0: Yeah. And it's not good material either. It's not like you're copying something because it worked so well the first time. Most people, it seems, that I'm seeing online are of the mentality that either the storyline is awful or that they're like, it's so awful that I'm kind of chuckling at it. I don't see anybody that's like, I actually legitimately like this and it's good storytelling because what the hell, you know? Right. So if he shows up, he's going to jail and whatever. And by the way, this report that had said that this was going to be a rough episode was dead on about this because it had reported ahead of time. Rusev is going to do the whole attack thing, but the security people that are there, one of them is going to have a line that's going to give a cheap pop. And what happens? AOP attacks Kevin Owens because he can't have matches that end in pinfall or submission unless they're squashes. And then Rusev attacks Lashley, and the security guards do nothing, which I thought was funny. And instead, one of them says, this is the state of Tennessee, and we do things differently here. And the guy arrests Bobby Lashley? What? Why? Huh?
1: Because, one, they live in Tennessee. Bruce and Lana live in Tennessee and I think that's a reference of like nah you're you're sleeping with this man's wife you're the criminal
0: did this come off to you as vaguely like racist <laughs> kind of like I mean <laughs>
1: the, when you think about the fact that he, this guy broke the law no we're in the state of Tennessee we do things differently here
0: come on Getting cuffs. I, I was really like just like I have no idea what the hell's going on here and what their idea of this I like whole thing was because it's like Lashley What do you need to know? They do things differently here. Lashley didn't do anything to get arrested. Like at he all. Sh- you know? Like he yeah, he He committed is, infidelity. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's sleeping with a quote-unquote married woman who's supposed to be separated, kind of? Right? No. I don't think the quote is on the marriage. I think the quote's on the separation. Well, they're they're supposed to be like, you know, wow, we're going through the separation, this divorce type thing or something going on. So it's like, yeah, Lashley's fucking a still somewhat married woman. That's not, like, as far as I'm aware, that's not illegal in the state of Tennessee. It might be illegal for Lana, maybe.
1: Did you Google it?
0: I don't know for sure, but uh, it's still an an odd thing to kind of hang your hat on, too, to be like, well, we're in Tennessee. What do we do today? I don't know. How about we arrest Lashley for fucking Lana? Huh? Now, I get when they like they arrest Lana for slapping the security guy. Okay, that's like assaulting an officer, essentially. But the Lashley thing makes no sense to me. And if they are technically required to do their jobs, to be, you know, they were hired to protect Lana, and they didn't do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, like, it, it like that's uh. like imagine like hiring a private investigator and saying, "I want you to look into this person," and they go, "Surprise! I dug into your life." <laughs> 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 and you owe me double the amount of money or something, you'd be like, none of this is the terms of service that we agreed to. What the fuck is going on here? What a stupid um, like they if they wanted it to be a situation where it was like, haha, Lashley's the one that got arrested, and then Lana got arrested. Isn't that funny? There are ways to do this that makes sense. The whole we do things differently in the state of Tennessee. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that the more you say it, the more I'm like, uh, my, my first impression uh, was like, are you arresting the black guy just because he's the black? Guy? You're like, no, you can't be doing that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that that's not their intention. No, you know? it's not. It can't possibly be their intention. I'll say that even like the Not even the type of thing where nobody even registered that that was probably the thing. But it still came off to me as like, well, I can't think of anything that this makes sense. So you got to give me something here. You got to say, in the the state of Tennessee, if you hire security guards to do something or whatever, that that's the reason why. Something. Even if you have to dig up to those I typed
1: Lashley into Twitter. Yeah, And this is going to lead to a whole different conversation, I'm sure.
0: This is going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, well, in the state of Tennessee, if you shave a squirrel on a Sunday, then, you know. No, no.
1: Oh, I want this to be, and this is real. The first thing that pops up is, we're the state of Tennessee and we do things different. Pretty sure Bobby Lashley was arrested for being in an interracial relationship in a southern state.
0: (laughs) Because it kind of seems like that's what it is. This was, like, a horribly, like, uh, as bad as the whole, like, we're going to have Raw start off with an apology that leads to nothing, that leads to this and whatever. As bad as that is, it's just, like, trying to figure out a good show. This was a situation where it was, like, come on, you know? Hold on. Lastly, a
1: black man getting arrested for doing nothing at all. Very accurate representation of America. Good job,
0: W.E. And that was a pop line. We do things different here in the state of Tennessee. Fuck yeah, we do it different. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's <laughs> basically what it turned out to be. Like it's, it's almost like they're tone deaf about the idea that, like, what if they would have done something like, whoa, like this in is crazy, Texas or something, and been like, you know, the Lucha House Party's supposed to be here, but we didn't let them in because it's Texas, <laughs> like. It'd be like, Jesus Christ, why are you doing this? Like if you if you desperately, desperately wanted to keep doing this Lana and Rusev story, which blows. And your idea was it of, well, why don't we do the whole Rusev breaks his fucking restraining order thing again? Which, by all accounts, it doesn't matter if he's the babyface. He is breaking the law. <laughs> he is the bad guy here. No. He not. should be arrested. Even if the whole restraining order thing is that Lana's being a real friggin' bitch, it's not against the law to be a bitch. It kind of should be, (laughs) but there's no real way to, like, police it. It is in the state of Tennessee! Apparently it is. And it's like, uh, like, oh, God, this was just so stupid. And I'm like, you know what? We're off the rails already. This episode's stupid. We got an apology that led to no match that led to a match that was a disqualification where AOP attacked, even though they could have just attacked Kevin Owens to begin with, that led to this Lashley getting arrested just for who God knows what. How do they follow it up? Jim McIntyre beats the living shit out of Akira Tozawa, which is the second week in a row where it was like, ha, ah, it's funny because he's little. Why are you burying Tozawa? I don't understand this. But okay, Jerry Lawler last week is all just like, "Hey, short fucking guy, cruiserweights suck." <laughs> and this week, Drew McIntyre is like, "I'll get on my knees and I'll slap you around, you little friggin' guy." Like, and then you know why? Why? Because we do things different here <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> we don't like them shorter guys in Tennessee. Like, just, and and then McIntyre gets a, a mic and he goes, "All oh, these people complain and all this. Well, I want to complain." about Randy Orton. What? And he complains about Randy Orton. <laughs> really? Well he, well, he he cuts a promo about how everybody in the locker room is a bunch of cowards and all they do is complain and all that stuff. So he wants to talk to Randy Orton face-to-face. And what is the promo? I don't like you, and I think that I should win things. And I'm, you know, I'm just upset. And I didn't get my fucking snack earlier. It's like... Yeah, well... Tony,
1: have
0: you ever not gotten your snack? It really fucks with you. I, I'm i the type of person that I eat dinner, and that's basically my only meal of the day, and I'll eat like garbage before I go to sleep at 7 in the morning. <laughs> so I don't know if that qualifies, but it really was like, oh, these people are bitching and complaining and all this, and I don't complain, so Randy Orton, get your ass out here. I don't like that things are doing this way. And Orton's just sort of like, yeah, well, like, you know, suck my cock. Essentially. <laughs> oh, by the way, the biggest thing that happened in this whole episode, and I love that Sean Ross Sapp tweeted this out, so credit to Sean for this. Of like the most noteworthy thing that happened was Kevin Owens said bullshit. And it was Oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. he said bullshit. Ah, all right. Well, we peaked at the beginning of this episode. So
1: well, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I'm sure I won't get in trouble for this. There was they were laughing. They're like we literally only had to do an article about Kevin Owens saying bullshit. That was the only thing
0: noteworthy on the episode. Yeah, because it's not going to be like the big intricate story of uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, which, by the way, how does he get resolved? How does this segment end? The OC comes out and they go, we don't like that you did that thing with Mysterio last week. And Orton goes, I mean, McIntyre literally goes, this seems more like an OC and an Orton thing. See ya. And leaves.
1: And then he's not seen again, and the end of the night is Orton, RKO, AJ.
0: And Gallows starts his promo portion by saying, McIntyre, you're spinning your wheels here. Let's get to the point and say whatever. So they have McIntyre beat the crap out of somebody who's a former Cruiserweight champion. A guy that last week we were supposed to take seriously as a potential title contender for the Cruiserweight title. Which is a belt that, by the way... If belts are supposed to be all serious, every belt should be serious and all the other kind of things go along with that. But so he beats the crap out of Tozawa, complains about people complaining, and then complains. And he doesn't look like a badass by doing it. He doesn't like, you know, beat the shit out of Orton. He goes, somebody comes out and says, you're rambling, which he essentially was. And he goes, yeah, all right, adios. (laughs) And the OC just kind of goes, we don't like what you did, Orton. They attack him. Ricochet comes out, Humberto Carrillo comes out. He's got new theme music, and Rey Mysterio comes out to help. Oh, well, are we not doing the Dale gas anymore? Nope. Now they got a different one, which uh, has a weird start to it. But that is like okay. You're kind of setting up this. I even typed it out. Uh, which if you if you want to check out like some interesting coverage, go to smartoutlaw.com because when I'm doing it for there, I'll type things out like my thought process at the moment. So it says. Gallows admits that McIntyre is spinning his wheels. You got that right. They talk about whatever blah 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 blah. Note why did McIntyre leave when they're clearly setting up a four on four match and he has to come back out now or someone has to sit this out. And then the next thing is oh that's how they'll just go to a commercial break and they're all backstage and Orton says hey I appreciate the help but I didn't need it. So it was 20 minutes to set up this this idea (laughs) of just uh, we're all just not going to do anything. And then they waited two hours and then they went Hey, by the way, that's the main event, sort of, but without McIntyre, without Orton. It's like, Jesus, God, what the hell is the matter with this episode? Then we have Tony Nese comes out, and Tony Nese is labeled as being a member of the Raw roster. So, currently on 205 Live, we have Tony Nese, a member of the Raw roster. Uh, the Cruiserweight Champion, who is a part of the NXT roster recently defended the belt against akira tozawa a monday night raw person on nxt we've got like mike Ellis who doesn't exist anymore uh like people like the lucha house party and stuff well they might be a part of it they might not be who the hell knows if they are they're part of smackdown but who knows if that's part of hangout anymore just get rid of 205 live at this point like come on put it out of its misery take it out the back shoot it bury it it's done Put the Cruiserweight title strictly on NXT and just cut to the chase because it's going to happen. So I guess Tony Nese is part of the Raw roster now, and I tweeted this out. I said, I'm wondering if Tony Nese is actually a part of the Raw roster right now, but am I being a bad fan by asking that? Am I in that type of situation where I'm supposed to just shut up and enjoy it because Tony Nese is a guy who they could feed to Alistair Black? Shut up! Don't call any question into the logic behind us. If he's a part of Two F Five Live, it doesn't matter because that's basically what it is, right? Yep. It's just yeah. we had Tony knees. We needed to have Alistair Black beat somebody. He was around. Stop trying to bring any logic into this, and that drives me crazy. Because why? You know? Yeah, it's not fair. You have people on the roster that Alistair Black can beat. Even though I don't personally like this idea, you can beat people like, for instance, uh, you got, like, Eric Young. Eric Young was a part of this episode of Monday Night Raw. He's a heel. He loses to Andrade. Now, I don't know if he was supposed to be a babyface on this episode or not, but... At least they used somebody there and Andrade won and you know whatever. That wasn't all that bad. I don't give a shit about the match. Cause it's Eric Young, a guy who hasn't done anything but lose on main event every couple of weeks for the past year and a half or so. So yeah, of course, it's Andrade, and I typed it out. It's like Andrade's going to be who? Okay, it's Eric Young. Okay, Andrade's gonna beat Eric Young. Cause it's just you put him up against a job, or of course it's the case. But like Shelton Benjamin's around. Why not have Alistair Black beat Shelton Benjamin? You know that's a guy who's he's won lots of titles, and you know he could put up a little bit of a fight and stuff. And instead, it's Tony Neeson. It's just like oh, it's two o five live. He's you know who fucking. It's just this annoying kind of crap, and it's not even the, the the thing. You know, we do the Buddy Murphy thing. We do the Andrade beating Eric Young thing. Our uh, truth comes out, and it's he. Loses the twenty four seven championship to Kyle Busch and Michael Waltrip. Just Kyle Busch, I believe, gets credited with the win. Well, Waltrip, who the fuck are these guys? They're NASCAR drivers or something? Yeah, because we do we do, it <laughs> we do things different in Tennessee. NASCAR's our champion. You know, it's just... <laughs> sorry to everybody listening to Tennessee <laughs> that I'm doing this horrible fucking voice because it probably doesn't even sound like the dialect and all that, but it just sounds like it to me. This this type of like any that. Na- i'll just put it this way nascar to me is I, I can't get it i i don't understand it at all and i really just anytime that there's anything nascar related i just imagine like the most backwoods like Woo! we fucking watched a nascar you see where they turn left you know, like that kind of thing. i hate nascar <laughs> This one's got a 12 gauge engine. This thing, it's whatever. It's, I don't fucking care. It's a car. I don't even, I don't give a shit about my own driving, you know? Like, I'm not going to be like, you smell that rubber? No, thank God I don't. I hate the smell of gasoline. I don't want to drink a beer and watch my uh, pickup truck get polished or something. I'm not a car guy. It, it's nothing for me. And it's just, to me, it's like, you know, it's NASCAR. Whoa! Like, so it's the whole, like, Kyle Bush is my champion, he's fucking great, like, you know. and uh, yeah, He lost the belt, right? As far as I know, he hasn't. I don't know. but so I'm assuming they, that they're going to post something, I don't know, I didn't double-check about, like, is, uh... Is our truth a 30-time champion yet? Like, are we at 30 with our truth yet? Maybe they should do a 30 for 30. Well, they can't, because they have 24. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go, but he hits the 24. We're gonna... Then I have uh, Rusev... Uh, not Rusev, 24. Yeah, okay, so two hours ago on the uh YouTube channel, they posted our truth regains the 24-7 title. So I'll have to edit that. My post already says he's going to win the title by the end of the night, uh, win it back. Um Does they have any explanation of why Lashley got arrested on this thing? Because right now, I'm not seeing it. It just says Bobby Lashley and Lana are arrested. No fucking idea. If you know, drop a comment below. I'm gonna actually check dot com to see if they have a reason. They better. Like they really better, because it's just not <laughs> looking good right now. If everybody else is posting the same kind of things, it's just being like Um <laughs> Well, they do things differently in Tennessee. Yeah. Right now dot says leads to a double arrest. Uh yeah. Why? He did, however, cuff Lashley after the all because oh, he shoulder checked him while exiting. What is that? A, a, a take on the Titus O'Neill Vince McMahon bit? <laughs> Does that still not at all explain the fact that they were hired security and they didn't, they actively didn't try to help Lana and that they ignored the guy that was breaking the law? Yet it was a bigger deal that Lashley bumped into him with a little shoulder bump. Wow. My God, who? (laughs) If there's any WWE writers that are listening to this podcast, please DM to me, reach out to me. You can be off the record. I promise I will not say your name to a, a soul. Please explain to me your thought process behind this is being like, this is a good angle. This is a good rationalization. This is going to be fun. People are going to like it. It makes sense. It's going to push a story forward. All the elements that you're supposed to do with this job, please explain to me how you got to this point. Because I really want to know. But R-Truth lost that 24-7 title because you give it to the NASCAR driver because that makes sense. And uh, you know, whatever. It's a 24-7 title. This went from this is a hideous belt and a terrible idea to yeah, this is actually pretty fun to ah, this it sucks now. Yep. Then we get, in case it's so fucking complicated that you didn't know what was going on, a recap from earlier about the AOP attacking Owens thing because, you know, it's, we're, we're talking Shakespeare here. You gotta redo the whole thing all over again just to understand it. And uh, Charlie Caruso talks to Seth Rollins backstage, and he says, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, I'm always the bad guy, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. And then they recap that Mysterio won the United States title last night, because if you didn't watch it last week, and then you didn't hear it earlier when they were bitching and complaining about it with the OC promo, here's the other thing that says Rey Mysterio won the title. Short-term memory loss? Come on. No way, Jose comes out. So it's like, who's he going to lose to? It's Eric Rowan. And then after the match, Sarah Schneider goes, hey, what's in the, what's in the case? What's in the case? What's in the cage? And Rowan just walks away. So if you didn't get the point from the last five weeks of Eric Rowan has something in a cage and he doesn't want you to look at it and he doesn't want to say what it is, then our two segments back to back about that is really going to drive that point home for you. They're really writing to people that have short-term memory loss and or are completely stupid, aren't they? Absolutely. And you can make the argument of you
1: never know when somebody's tuning in for the first time, which is fair, but for people who have to sit through the three hours, it's a lot.
0: And for somebody who's tuning in for the first time, if they saw the Eric Rowan thing with the No Way Jose match, they don't need a follow up. The follow up did not advance the story. Every writer knows this. Everything should happen in a script for a reason. They might be able to play around with some things here and there. You know, like Kevin Smith has a lot of dialogue where it's not necessarily going to be like exactly, you know, every little bit of dialogue is going to push the story itself forward. Sometimes it's just character building. But if you just repeat it, then why are you doing it twice? You didn't need to. You already did it. And if it wasn't effective the first time and you felt like you needed to do it a second time, then you didn't do your job because the first time should have been effective. Imagine if I started every episode with, this is the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast, and six more times in the episode, I said to everybody, remember everybody, this is the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. Okay. It's like, come on now. You can see it on the screen. You subscribed. You clicked on it. It's on the fucking graphic on YouTube. You know that it's the Smart Cat Moment Smack Talk podcast. I don't need to remind you. Now, yeah. I, do, I do remind everybody every week about the plugs because, yeah, somebody might be listening to this episode for the first time and they don't know. And oddly enough, every once in a while, I do get people that will say, hey, where's the site that you do the movie reviews? I'll be like it's Fanboys Anonymous I say it every week but you know or somebody will say like I didn't know that you had a t-public shop I didn't know I could buy merchandise it says markout moment on it it's a t-shirt or something but I don't just gotta go through and just be like all right, well I'm Tony Mango and remember everybody I'm Tony Mango and remember I'm Tony Mango. (laughs) it's like come on uh yeah what's your name again Anthony Orange yeah it's somewhere one of those uh, Grapefruit Jones something
1: (laughs) Grapefruit Jones.
0: Yeah. That's your, that would be your WWE name, yeah. Probably would be. Let <laughs> me get the Kabuki Warriors beat Charlotte Flair in a handicap match and she puts up a hell of a fight for because she's... This thinks... was weird. This went way too long. This this How should have did... not went on so long. How did you equate her? You said John Cena 2010 John Cena 2010. This is
2: 2010.
0: like full-on, I'm gonna beat the Nexus on my own kind of shit. And I get that it's Charlotte Flair and I'm sure that their rationalization was, it's Charlotte Flair! And that's it, which is like, that's not good. You know, it's never really a good thing for you to have somebody who's so much above and beyond everybody else that they can almost beat two of your champions. One of them had like an amazing run, two of them former champions in singles capacity, all that other kind of stuff that goes along with that, because it's just like, my God, we just really get the point. We really want you to know that Charlotte Flair is so much better. We've had years of this. We know.
1: Yep. And she really comes across like a badass champion in this match.
0: Granted, it was the best match of the night. Absolutely. But then again, when you've got like the Viking Raiders beat Mark Sterling and Mitchell Lyons, well, it's a squash. Of course, it's the best match of the night, you know.
1: Uh, I think that speaks to the talent of the women. And you can't overstate that or overlook that rather. But at the end of the day, it was too competitive for me. And jumping around a little bit here because I believe we don't get another chance to talk about Seth. But this locker room leader gimmick really makes me miss general managers and authority figures. I'm ready for that to return in 2020. Just make them neutral. Make them, you know, guys like... Gorilla Monsoon, who was completely neutral. Just make them, you know, make those guys background furniture, but make them do their job. Don't just be like, why Why is Seth doing this? Oh, because he's the locker room leader. Because that makes sense. Sure.
0: I dig the storyline and theory so far of him being like disillusioned Bret Hart. Sort of. But Yeah. It's not quite clicking for me yet because they're not executing it as well as they should. Because under no circumstances would I say the next step in this should have been he tries to apologize and Owen says, I'm not buying it. And then he goes, all right, well, bye. No, come on. It's a wrestling show. Like If you would have told me, like, all right, the first segment goes by, you don't know what's happening with uh, Seth Rollins and stuff, and you want to kind of piggyback off of that then why didn't Rollins accept the tag team match? And then you'd build up this idea of being like, well, maybe Rollins is going to turn on Kevin Owens. I might want to tune into the main event later instead of, I don't know what the hell the main event is. I guess I'll figure it out when it's like 1040 or whatever. It's,
1: it's so weird. This episode of raw exposed a lot of flaws that seem to only come out around Christmas time.
0: Oh, not this year this year it's been every every month but it seems like it's just kind of worse right now like i really feel like they they didn't want to do their jobs this week i know that that happens quite a bit where it's like my god why are you guys getting paid to do this or like how is there so much bad stuff going on or if the writers are trying to pitch really good stuff and it's just you know getting vacuumed out and they're not able to do the work and all that because like vince or anybody else who is able to veto the whole thing if they're the problem or whatever whatever the case is it really felt like this week in particular that they were just like, we just, just not do it, you know, kind of yeah. like, kind of like if I were to say, I didn't want to do the hot tags, how would I like, how would I do the equivalent of that? Now I can't even think about it. Cause to me, it's not in my work ethic to do that, but like phoning in the hot tags would be something like, if we had these things to talk about, and right now, instead of having an hour-and-a-half-long discussion about these things, if I was like, yeah, I didn't like Raw, all right, well, that's my review of Raw. You know?
1: And it's, it's what we always say. It's not that hard. We yeah, should put that on a t-shirt. That should be smart
0: moment. That's been, it's- you know my actual motto for the past bunch of years is this shit's not that hard or this shit's not that complicated. It's just like, it's life is not all that difficult. People it's not that screw hard. it all up. Cause it's really just sort of like, Hey, are you acting like a dick? Well, people probably won't like that. I'll yeah. Probably don't like do a that. dick back to you. Hey, did you do good work? You should be commended for it. Did you do bad work? Hey, stop doing bad work it's just like it's, uh, it's like giving the d- children d- <laughs> d- ah, ah. I'm Homer Simpson <laughs> uh. you so okay that's, Tony that's the raw shit but we have some other things to talk about because you in the meantime after our third time of interrupting this episode while we're recording it for different reasons like Skype acting stupid or whatever because that's not that fucking difficult either uh, we had some other things uh, one of them being Tommaso Ciampa so, Chapa filled us in on something. Filled us in on what he filled us in on. He was on
1: Loading Garcia's Chasing Glory podcast and he was asked about, you know, potentially moving up to SmackDown and Raw and his response was very, very interesting. Essentially, he said he would retire if they wanted him to move to one of the main two brands. He said he would retire. Not not make some facetious. Oh my god, NXT is amazing. And NXT is the only way to go. But he, there's real issues here. He says, I fought the call-up. I fought it hard. I remember Shawn Michaels laughing at Johnny and I. Like, I've never experienced two guys... I've and, and never experienced in my life where two guys would say, keep your money. I don't want it. I won't go to Raw or SmackDown. And then he says, I'm not kidding. I fought to the extent where I've communicated this. Before, I didn't want to because I really believed in NXT. And I wanted to see how far we could take it. Now it's a whole different level of, I have a little one at home. And my schedule is better in NXT than it would be on the road. And I had neck surgery. I'm not stupid. I get my window is smaller than it was, and my bump card is ticking. But if I'm doing 200-plus dates on the road with Raw or SmackDown, or I'm doing a manageable load of 30 to 50 matches with NXT, I could do four years of that as opposed to one year on Raw or SmackDown. I've legitimately vocalized to them – if I have to go to Raw or SmackDown, I'm going to retire, and I would love to produce or coach. But there's no way I'm taking on that load of having – and having a six-month run and then calling it quits. It's not worth it to me.
0: Makes perfect sense. And that's a you know an argument that we've talked about on many different podcasts over many years. But are the house shows worth it? They're worth it for the people who go there. Oh, if they're putting on stuff like Starcade. I don't know. Realistically, like, they need to have house shows here and there because they work on some stuff. You know, they test out some gimmicks. They have people, you know, wrestle in the ring a little bit more. Like, you know, not everybody's able to wrestle every week on Monday Night Raw, and if you have people wrestling like that, it exposes some of their flaws and some different things. So I get that, like, house shows have their their purpose, but cut them in half you know
1: yeah and i to me it's sad that here's chompa who you just sort of equate with the future because of his association with nxt and he's like yeah if you put me on respect smackdown i could maybe go six months tops. maybe and, it speaks to not signing guys pushing 40
0: or just like giving them breaks you know yeah making it so their schedule because they're the travel and all that stuff sucks too. Like that's not even the in ring work, but just being on flights, driving, hurting their backs, sleeping on random uh, couches. If they're the type that they can't afford the hotel stuff, if they afford the hotel stuff, it's still a hotel. Like you're still, you're eating crappy. Most likely you're not getting as much rest as you need. Like, that sucks. You know, I I don't blame him at all for that. He's gotten a bunch of different problems health wise and he's got to provide for everybody else. So yeah, that makes perfect sense that he would be of that kind of point of view. Now, of I course I selfishly want him to go to the main roster at some point, because to me it's like, well, it would be a shame if he didn't have matches with this one and this one and that one. And you know, that kind of thing. But if that's not in the cards, because he wouldn't be able to, do it, then maybe that's because they're going to push him too hard. Because if he's saying like, well, I can only, if I wrestled like once a week or something throughout the year, it's like 50 matches. Yeah. If he wrestled once a week on Raw, it'd be the same thing. It's all the house show stuff that goes along with it.
1: Yeah, with the NXT house shows, I feel like you have more freedom. Whereas on the main roster, everything's so run smoothly and somehow yet super chaotically that you know, you don't get to call your shot as much.
0: Yeah, that's just one of those unfortunate circumstances. I agree with him, though. Makes a lot of sense. Totally. And we also have to talk about Sandman. <sighs> All right,
1: too long didn't to read version of this. The WrestleCade convention was this weekend in North Carolina. It was headlined by a fatal four way match between Taz. Tess- uh, Rosemary Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace and it was supposed to be Tessa Blanchard but she was replaced in the match uh, or rather just taken her out of the match basically Sandman came up to the women and said that no women should main event in 2019
0: and that like any self-respecting wrestler would agree with that or something
1: yeah which I'll get the quote direct from Jordan Grace's Twitter. Ugh. Hey, remember that time that Sandman came up to four women about to main event to tell us that may, women may know is wrong. And any male wrestler with any sort of experience would agree. Was this 1998? No, this was tonight, December, 2019. And Jericho even replied, you know, I, I don't agree. Will Osprey replied like, This was gross on behalf of the Sandman. So basically what happens is Tessa, who was dealing with an eye injury, gets in the ring after the match and says, I was in the back earlier tonight and I had to listen to an old ECW guy that used to have a beer in his hand talk about how women shouldn't be main eventing this event or any event. Not because he didn't have faith in the women, but because he didn't have faith in you fans. It's 2020, and I think that's a crack of horse shit. The women in this ring right now are some of the best wrestlers. No, they are some are some of the best women wrestlers. No, they are some of the best wrestlers in the business. You're looking at women who have traveled the world and held notable titles and notable companies all over the world. I can't think of anybody better to be an event. So, essentially, 2019 hit Sandman in the face real hard. You can't just fucking say... Well, no woman should be an event, and and self-respecting
0: men would understand that. No, you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah, like what's the rationalization behind there other than I'm a bigot? And that's not a rationalization. It's not an excuse. It's In just a matter of. In
1: DCW, like... we used to have the women roll around with each other and their tits would hang out. And that's what the people want to see. They want to see tits.
0: Uh, you got to be more gravelly if you're saying that. I know, I like, you know. See, it's a.
1: In DCW, we used to hey do all red of guy. And, yeah. You know, no broad should be made of bed, You know what I mean? <laughs> You can't just expect people to think that women can of it. It's not right. <laughs> that's not how we do
0: it in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's not how we do it in the Bingo Hall.
0: Like, goddamn, Sam, man, come on, dude. Be what better. Be better, you fucking.
2: What a New shitty
0: thing to say. Like, there's no, I, I could even justify it if he said those wrestlers shouldn't main event and that they had better people on the roster and whatever. And if you got other women, they hear that they could have done it. If he had some kind of an issue with, what was it? of Valkyrie, Jordan, Grace, Rose um, and Rosemary, and somebody like, else. Like if he didn't like those three or four and he was like, Oh, those four are garbage and they shouldn't main event. Okay. Well then you got a problem with those performers. But if it's all like well, women shouldn't main event, come on, man. What an nah. asshole.
1: They want me coming out to Metallica and drinking beer.
0: Like, oh, God. There's this whole weird thing, 2019, 2018, 2015, whatever the fuck, you know, it doesn't matter what uh, year it is. The whole two extremes type thing where it's like the type of people that'll be like, you know, exactly what we live with. Like, like I've, I, I my go-to example is the whole like I'm mad you didn't say hello instead of hi or you know whatever like that kind of crap where everybody's offended over everything, but then it's like no wonder they those people are like that where they're such extremes because they're meeting such extremes like this. The sandman's like, a fucking and this is the wrong kind of extreme.
1: In extreme championship wrestling, you don't need that because <laughs> it's nah. just
0: like dude, when for
1: that matter, fuck extreme, dude. Extreme. Uh, a completely separate rant, But extremes should be dead in wrestling. I'm tired of that. Whoop whoop.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we're not doing it for the Juggalos we Juggalos. Okay. We're, we're do- People want to see good wrestling right
0: now. The women are killing it across the globe. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Because there's no rational explanation. That you can play off of that and be like, no, I meant that, you know, this way. No, no you didn't. You mean that you don't think that women are equals. That's it. And that's wrong. Yeah. And there's no you, debate about it. You, you're they're just
1: TNA, and you're just a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. So, fuck that. You know. And, yeah. uh, that's a whole tag that I can think of. <laughs> I, I think that's a good place to stop. It is three in the morning. Yeah. So, so uh, if you have any opinions about these, that we haven't talked about, uh, drop a comment below and, uh, you know, keep that stuff going. As I mentioned earlier, I only need to remind you a hundred times to do it. You know, the score by now. So there you go. Yeah. Because and, uh,
1: we treat you with respect. i like the WWE audience. Yeah. That has to be reminded 50 million times of a segment that they just saw.
0: And if you think that, uh, we should arrest you for some reason, <laughs> <then> <laughs> maybe we'll figure out how do we do that too. uh, the next thing that you guys are going to be hearing from us is going to be the champs giving tournament review recap that is going to be shut off the poll. I mean on Tuesday night. So you've got a little bit of time left to vote on who you think the best hardcore champion of all time is. The final is between Rob Van Dam and the undertaker. So we will talk about who won that and all our thoughts on how that tournament played out on Wednesday. And then Next week, it's already freaking TLC. So we got TLC predictions coming up next week. And then the post show, obviously, after TLC. And then we got to cram in a mailbag there for December. So mailbag is popping up around December 18th. So think about those questions and submit them ahead of time if you have any in mind. Because I will backlog them and we will get around to answering them when we do. Then on around the 21st or the 22nd, we're going to record the Smarkies mark Out Moment End of the Year Awards, which is WWE only related. Remember, it's just going to be that. So, if anybody who's like, "Well, come, you're not talking about how Jericho is the best heel," that's because he's not WWE. You know, but we're going to be recording that around that Saturday, Sunday, the twenty first, twenty second, or so, and that'll be posted on Christmas. That'll be a little Christmas gift. And then we start getting into one to watch and future endeavors forecast and all the other kind of things that are. And going then all
1: of like a that. sudden, we're doing a retro review of a Royal Rumble, and we're talking Royal Rumble predictions. And it's going to be it's gonna
0: be fun. And it's going to be 2050. And it's going to be, be 2050. Yeah, just time flies. Sometimes when you're having fun, sometimes when you're frustrated as all hell. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's some stuff for me to tell you to be aware of. But Rob has some other things for you to be aware of. First,
1: I want to once again go over the point of ChampsGiving. And the finals being RVD and The Undertaker, that is significant to us at Cut Moment because we're doing the 2001 Wrestling Odyssey, which is our retro podcast where Calvin and I go back in time to the year 2001. We just finished recording the November edition, and in December's edition, we'll be talking about WWF Vengeance, which actually features Undertaker vs. Rob Van Dam for the WWF Hardcore Championship. So... Go check that out. Go check out all the editions we have, including the WrestleMania 17 special edition, which Tony took part in with us. And I want to commend Callum Wiggins for that great journey that we've been on so far, and I can't wait to end it strong. Uh, For me personally, check out WrestleZone. Check out Fightful. Those are the two sites that I contribute news to. They're my Pride and joy outside of this universe I live in with Tony's out moment where we can just, you know, be ourselves and rant and rave. When I'm doing the news gig, those are the sites to check out. Fightful is a great, great crew and a great source of news. WrestleZone is tried and true. You can't go wrong with those two sites. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DudeFelice.
0: And if you like the more candid nature, and you think that it's great that we do things differently in the state of Smart Count Moment, <laughs> then by all means, all your support is greatly appreciated. And uh, thank you again for listening to this episode, everybody. Follow me at Tony Mango and at A Mango Tree and at Smart Count Moment and at Fanboys Anonymous. Well, it's Fanboys Anon on Twitter, but you know, same kind of thing, thing all over the place. And we will see you next time. But for now, this has been another Smart Count Moment, and we're being counted out. Ah!